idea. Oh, my God. So, uh, what's going on, everybody? I find myself in the Hamptons with Tammy Pescatelli. <laughs> Two unlikely people. Yeah. They probably had a bulletin when I came out here. They were like, please get this brought out. I think they're coming for a show, but it's actually yeah. a pitchfork meeting. <laughs> well, we're in, a, we're in a nice theater in the Hamptons, and uh, you're playing tonight. And uh, I saw that, and I said, you know what? I'm going to stop fishing a little early. Um, the rest of my family could deal with the barbecue today. I got to see my old friend Tammy Pescatelli and, and say hi to her and uh, do some podcasting. So here I am without shoes. By the way, I haven't had <laughs> I haven't had shoes on. I, I had to go to the city like two or three times this summer, so I had to wear shoes, and it was really uncomfortable and weird. I think that's so crazy. I did notice the flip flops when yeah. you walked up, yeah. but I love it. You you really do like it. Look like an old salt now. You look because you look you look handsome. You look younger than you did before. I, it's the does you good out here I, I actually gained some years back after leaving Sirius XM for real <laughs> I had a good run there and uh, but I needed to leave and and uh, get away from all the toxicity and stuff and I, I look at old pictures of myself from like five years ago and I'm like Wait, that picture is like five years years ago. I, I I definitely look younger than that now. So I think it is possible to 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 gain some years back if you just take care of yourself, your your mind, body, and soul, and get you know and move on from uh, toxic people. Yeah, I'm a big fan of rock bottom. <laughs> <Are you? laughs> I think rock bottom is a good place where you just go screw it. I'm never setting an alarm again. Yeah. And I think sleeping in helps you, don't you think? Well, unfortunately, because I did morning radio for so long. Sleeping in to me is 6 a.m. Yeah, but still 6 a.m. Waking up yeah. normally. Yeah. I feel like when you wake up to an alarm clock, that's when you age. Yeah. I know, and I know most people do it, and hats off. And by the way, we're not down in mines with canaries, right. okay? I know that our jobs are easy comparatively. Sure. But the mental stress that you can never check out of is what gets you. Thank you. I, I, I have uh, tried to explain that to my wife, my family, my friends. Uh, people worked way harder than I did all those years, but there's a mental exhaustion that comes with trying to entertain people, right? Right. Like, you can't call in sick. No. Right? If you're depressed, you still got to deliver. No one cares. I have friends that go to work, and they I, even when I was in college, I went to work at a uh, at a like a department store, and I'd go to sleep in the rounders, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, like, it'd be a round yeah. thing of clothes, and I'd, like, go out till 4 o'clock in the morning, have to be to work at 8, so I'd just crawl underneath and go to sleep for a couple hours. You can't do that with our jobs. No, you, you can't just call it in. It's funny you should say that, because uh, my main job before I got into broadcasting, I was a caddy. <laughs> and uh, and we would, we would party until 1, 2 in the morning, and then have to be at the golf course before the sun came up. So in the summertime, that meant around 5.30. So I'd go home for a quick two, three hours sleep. I'd get to the golf course. I'd be so drunk and, and drunk slash hungover still. And uh, more than a few times, this is when I was in my early 20s, more than a few times that hot sun in August is beating down. It's already 80 degrees at 7 in the morning. I'm on the second hole with two really heavy bags just Fucking power booting down the uh, the fairway. It's smelling amazing. Yeah, I bet, yeah. I bet yeah. you smelled right. amazing. Yeah, but as soon as I got that that first power boot out, then I was good for the rest of the day. Because you know, youth will do that to you. You'll 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 bounce back fast. Holy cow! Yeah, listen, you know that I started in radio, like comedy. It, yeah. We'd be out till two o'clock in the morning and have to be at 
work by 5.30, so I just go sleep in the jack lounge when they used to have those things. Yeah. Now, I can't sleep in a nice hotel because I skeeve bed bugs or this or that. I used to be passed out, face down where people probably had sex. I didn't even care back then, you know? You're one of those? I'm not a crazy or else it would paralyze me, yeah. but bed bugs do scare me, for sure. Yeah, I check every room for bed bugs. And there's a bed bug registry online, I believe. Did yes, you check I, that? I, oh, you know about that? told me that. Cub Soda Kenny told oh, me really? all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned it from Kenny myself. Yeah, that's that's how I found out about it. Have you ever gotten bit by a bed bug? I have in a nice hotel in Florida. It was the weirdest thing. I was like, how did all of these mosquitoes get in my room yeah. and bite me in a line? And it was this gorgeous, like, it was like, it's a five-star hotel. It's West Palm Beach, right? Yeah. And uh, then the next day my husband who is my boyfriend at the time he comes in and he gets bit i'm like okay the same mosquitoes are biting all of us right. and then i thought oh maybe there are fleas in the room maybe yeah. like whoever had their little dog before had fleas well it turns out it was bed bugs wow yeah so that was i mean that was literally like 16 years ago you can't you know we got polio and bed bugs that's that's the beauty <laughs> of this country now i uh i i used to get infested with fleas because i i took a cat off uh the street a stray, a stray cat that was at the radio station in uh in buffalo uh the this radio station was in a, a very old house and uh we adopted the the kitten and it, it was the radio station's cat okay. but the morning guy didn't like cats and was very abusive to the cat. I can't Aww. sugarcoat it. So I'm like, you know what? I got to do the right thing and bring this cat home. The problem was because it was a wild stray uh, kitten, it came with fleas, which almost drove me insane because it's almost impossible to get rid of fleas. You have to bomb your apartment a couple times. And every time I would get a bite on my arm, it would be at least a week or so. That, that Those flea bites don't go away easy. Yeah, and I have this thing now. Do you hear this thing with mosquitoes that they like your blood type? Yeah. Certain blood types? Yeah. Apparently it's me. Yeah, yeah. I'm that person, but I don't even know what my blood type is. I was hoping I could <laughs> smash one and then I could tell what it was because I, I don't want to go to the doctor to figure out what my blood type is. Living out uh, here all summer long, you know, we're, we're among the uh, mosquitoes. And my wife will get bit way more than the rest of us. And it, and it drives her crazy. I'm like, they, they, you must be putting some kind of spray or something on because yeah, no. none of us are getting bit like you are. No, that's, that drives me crazy. Two people go, oh, what do you have on? What no, Deodorant some days. That's all. I'm yeah. lucky that I have that. Come on. <laughs> right. And it's just they want to bite you. Yeah. I don't know. It's worse than when you were a kid, though. Remember when you were a kid, you'd have like 27 bites and it never phased you? Well, uh, yeah, but when you are a kid, you could deal with so much more crap. My uh, grandma had a beach house in Wading River, which is directly north of here. I'm one of seven, sometimes eight, sometimes nine kids, depending on the year. And we were always <laughs> we were always uh, uh, bringing uh, kids into our house that oh, needed homes awesome. and stuff. Oh. But I don't know if it was a money thing or I don't remember, but uh, there was no suntan lotion. So we would oh. so we would just get fried to the point we couldn't move. That was the first thing. Then we would still play at my grandma's house after we had dinner because it was right on the Long Island Sound with uh, all our cousins. Now we're getting bit to, to death by mosquitoes. So now the terrible sunburn, then the mosquitoes. <laughs> and then if we stayed the night, my mom had uh, – my grandma, excuse me, had uh, army cots. Oh, that's cool. With, with wool blankets and no air conditioning. That's how our, our, our day ended. And you'd be laying in this, in this army cot and then uh, – 
you know, it, the wool blanket would be the only thing you you had. And it's like laying in sap. <laughs> yeah. You were just laying in just... Well, laying in, like, insu- insulation. And then somebody peed, probably. There's always <laughs> yeah, one yeah. that pees. But my, but my point is, you know, if any of those things happened now, I'd be miserable. But back then, you thought it was the greatest thing ever still. Yeah, but I can't even sleep in my bed. I went and tried to... Because I get so sore. I wake up sore. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I was Why like... Why are you waking up sore? I think I'm just old, man. I'm just old <laughs> and I wake up sore. And it's crazy because... I, do you remember when you used to just sleep on the floor? Of course. Like you just lay a blanket yeah, down and yeah. go to sleep. I, that used to be my favorite place to sleep because yeah. I could spread out. Right. Now I, I got a sleep number bed and blackout <laughs> curtains and I'm like watching homeless guys and I'm jealous <laughs> at their nap ability. Yeah, they sleep way better than <laughs> us. So what are you got aches now you're not old. you're not that old Tammy. yes i am i'm 50 i turned 50 you t- you you admit that you're 50 yeah what am i gonna lie i can't lie anymore you can't lie about anything anymore i used to say i was on a, a my two dads yeah. just as a joke but yeah. then you can't even joke about that because someone will look it up on wikipedia no you didn't no you weren't <laughs> no you could get away with uh well i don't want to say but you could get away with a lot a lot less than 50 there tammy really? pescatelli you. yes you're doing something that. right thank you how are you? <laughs> well, coffee, that's what it is. I have young boys bring me coffee. That's that's how it works. Wait, is that a harassment? Look at this, look at this fresh-faced kid. I know. That's how we used to be. Remember when we had hope? <laughs> we had hope and hair and everything before, else. Before the industry just bottomed out on us and we thought the people that were our friends really turned out not to be our oh, friends. Oh, let's get into this, Tammy <laughs> Pescatelli. Who, right. who used to be your friend? Everybody. I thought. Didn't you didn't you think a lot of people liked you? Yeah. Right? Didn't yeah. you think Well that- what I learned, uh, you know, obviously I had that the huge show at Sirius XM and before that, me and Anthony were you on. You don't anymore? Oh, this uh, is over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was what this was. Forget it. I'm out of here. We could, we could do this on the sidewalk and we'd reach more people. <laughs> this is over. At this but, but the funny thing is I, I am talking to a lot less people, but I'm having way more fun doing it, doing it than I've had in uh, many years. But uh, having the big radio show for all those years – I really thought I was making actual connections that would that would uh, live past the the, the radio uh, show. Right. And it turns out, as soon as I wasn't in the big seat anymore, and I couldn't do anything for anyone, you know, they they always say you find out who your real friends are. And man, did I find out! And yeah. most of them, I, I find out weren't my friends. I I texted you. Yeah, you did. Tammy I mean, was one of the. Here's the fresh face kid. <laughs> now he's got bananas and milk yeah. and fruit for Tammy Pescatelli. See, that's how only I do the it. best for you. That's a, now, this, you think this is a theater? I have this kid follow me everywhere. Oh. This, if you find me on a Tuesday afternoon, he's yeah. walking behind me with fruit. <laughs> oh, he's giving you the look. You could do the Me Too thing, bro. No, that's not even close. No? I, if I was going to sexually harass somebody, I'd make sure I really went for it nowadays, I think people. Right? Why, why, why not start now? Oh! oh Tammy oh. still has it. Yeah, there we go. Good for Tammy Thank Pescatelli. You. Yeah, that's... that's. Did you ever hook up on the road? No. That was the thing. I tried so hard to say, like, look... I'm not going to date comics because I knew if I had to live with them. Like, I was a road comic, like, staying in the condos. So I thought if I have to live with these guys and I bang one, how am I ever going to refute that I didn't do the other ones? I knew boys. I grew up with guys, you know. So I didn't do that. And I just tried to do the work. Even if it wasn't the greatest, it wasn't – 
I could have got over a little bit, especially back then. Now there's some really gorgeous women in comedy. But back then, I was cute for comedy. So I could have got over a little bit more yeah. on things, but I tried not to. I tried to well, just... You were, you were single for a while there on the road. For a long time. And, and you, you just didn't hook up with uh, people on the road in general? Yeah, I did not on the road. I mean, I dated serious... Like, I had serious boyfriends for a long time. And I liked... I liked... I didn't like smart guys as much as I liked them to be strong. I liked athletes more than I liked... Oh, really? You're one I, of those. Well, I was lucky because... I had my friends that were guys to be yeah. sm- talk to about smart, funny things. Yeah. So all I needed was the guy to make me feel safe, yeah. like you know. So you just needed a, a guy to have uh, big muscles and be stupid. Yeah, that was more. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. I guess now if I had a dating profile, that's what it would have said. <laughs> I'm looking for that. big, dumb, and stupid. <laughs> right? Hey, I'm your girl. <laughs> But no, I found out after you know the big show went away. I really assumed that a lot of these people were were going to be my friends for life, and um, the amount of people that turned their back uh, on me or their backs, I should say, I, I couldn't believe it. It was yeah. unbelievable, and the amount of people that, that I, I had plenty of people that did call me. You were one of the people that called, and I I'll, I'll never forget that. That's why I'm here because I saw that you were going to be close. I'm like, I got to talk to Tammy. I haven't seen her in a while. Did you have the same thing happen to you? Well, that's one of the reasons I reached out because I saw it all happen when that whole thing went down with Amy Schumer and all that. I mean, and it still wasn't as big as it the world made it. I felt, and it feels like the world, right? Like when you went through that, yeah. no one else was paying attention to it really but you, yeah. right? Of course. But it feels like your whole world is crashing because it is your world yeah. ultimately. For me, when I was just part of that thing and... You know, from my well, explain. It's it sounds like you want to talk about the Amy Schumer thing. Yeah, well, because that was a big deal for you. How many years ago was that? Now, I guess it's about four years now, three years. I don't know. I lost everything. Like that's where that's why I reached out to you because for a little bit, you because you were kind of part of that. Not not part of me losing things, but you were in the middle of that chaos. Um, Well, walk us through this because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that listen to my podcast that don't know uh, the whole Amy Schumer thing. And and you were directly involved because because you called her out basically and said that, uh, yeah, she was uh, stealing jokes. Well, they kind of and they also pinned it all on me. That's the other thing. Like I I was I was a I was a great patsy. I was the I always say I was the Lee Harvey Oswald of the of the whole thing. A couple of people. I mean, I think a lot of people have been talking about it. Right. Who had this? Who had? And there, nobody has unique premises so much anymore. But it'd been over and over discussed between a couple of friends of mine and three women: uh, Kathleen Madigan, uh, Wendy Liebman, and myself. Wendy started it. Wendy said uh, Amy did my joke, and then she had some meme that she did. This was on Twitter, and then Kathleen said, "Wait till my stuff comes out, and you'll see." And then I went in third. There was actually another guy in between there, so I actually went in fourth place. But I went in the hardest, and I said, uh, we want you to do well. Just do it with your own material. Um, and then I also said, at least Cosby knocked his victims out before he raped them, which was a funny joke. That's a, that's a great line. Comics are funny. Yeah. But then what happened was is it all got pinned on me. One apologized, one hid. And then it was all, then when Amy went on Jim's podcast and said, and and by the way, we all deleted it. This was a Sunday night. 
we all said this, Monday morning, it got hot. And I'm like, we don't want that kind of negative impact. Wasn't even worried about her as much as it looked like we weren't supporting. So, so let me uh, let me slow you down a little bit. Obviously, you know, Amy Schumer, uh, you know, ended up on a rocket ship and her popularity went through yeah. the freaking roof. But uh, there was always rumblings that she was kind of biting off people, one of them being Patrice O'Neill, by the way. For sure. I, and, I never missed him more than during that because yeah. Patrice was my friend, and Patrice would have backed me a 1,000% when everybody dropped me and let yeah. me stand there with the ball. But why you just, But obviously the comics were – you don't have to name names, but the, the comics in general were talking about this like, whoa, Amy's funny in her own right, but it seems like she's kind of biting off a, a bunch of people here. And then uh, you jumped in because she, you felt like she uh, took one of your jokes, right? Well, there was a couple jokes that I would see turned into um, turned into scenes and things. I actually the first, Amy came and opened up for me for about a week in Chicago at the Improv, and um, the first time it happened, the first joke that I saw that she had done, I had her number at the time, and I called her. So. But it was on, like, HBO Canada. So I think she thought no one would see it. And it was early on. And I have to tell you, from the bottom of my heart, I really was happy for her success because I like to see when people do that. I thought what I was saying wasn't that outlandish. And people lost their minds about it. So we all on a Monday deleted it um, because the backlash was horrible. And then on Tuesday was quiet. My agent at the time or my manager at the time we have the same manager Jim and I we did and he was like you need to apologize and I said I'm not going to apologize because number one I didn't start it number two it's not it's like it's true like if anybody looks we're not making things up I said we want you to do well just do with your own material and then he's like well Cosby's threatening to sue you she's threatening to sue you and I'm like, I'm still, I'm not apologizing. Just be quiet and let it go. And then on Wednesday, she went on Jim's podcast. And I guess the other two had apologized or not. I don't know. I don't talk. They to tapped them. out. And it all fell on me. Right. You were the last one standing. The other two, I remember this. Uh, yeah. They, they tapped out. And then, you know, all the spotlight was on Tammy Pescatelli. Yeah. It went from three female comics accuse Amy Schumer to Tammy Pescatelli. And then that morning on Thursday morning by the way now I have been up for two days straight because everybody's who's dropping me gigs are calling that people have called to cancel the gigs because it's the rape joke that they go crazy they're like uh you can't make a joke about rape Bill Cosby and the rape and all it was insane meanwhile I've never told a rape joke in my entire career and there are people that do millions of them um Lena Dunham is protesting me saying that I, I, I'm dangerous to women and, oh, you know, God. the whole thing, appetite. And they're all... And so you're getting hit from a, a couple of different sides, Amy Schumer for the one thing and then other people for the, the Cosby joke. All of that pertaining because it's all part of... What I learned is whoever has the biggest publicist wins. So that was all part of the, the wave to make it not about what the actual topic was. Yeah. So you ended up on uh, my radio show, and uh, I think you talked to Amy, right? Didn't, no, didn't she call sp- in? No, I've never spoken. Oh, okay. Time. So you called in, uh, and then I think Jim was kind of like sticking up for Amy, and then basically saying, don't you think it, it's actually different and it wasn't the same? You remember how that all went down? Yeah, I do. And I, I, remember, and I, I remember saying to him, like, I, I really think, 
I remember just being so hurt by the whole thing. I'm like, Jim, you know me. I don't cause trouble. But you can't deny what it is. This isn't just me. It's not just my one joke. There are a number of incidences. And then what I said was, and I remember this distinctly because I went back and listened to it. I said, I'm sorry I even said anything out loud. It should have been a conversation that was kept in the back of the comedy club when she was on stage behind her back. Yeah. Do you know they took that and went to press and the next article said, uh, Amy Schumer accuser apologizes. So the people who were sticking up for me who thought I had some integrity then were like, wait, you just left us hanging. Well, that's not what I said. I said, I'm sorry I said it yeah. out loud. Like, you know, and I learned that whoever has the biggest publicist, just how can I, how can I beat Bono's publicist? Yeah. How can I be? That's who she has. She had Bono's publicist. She Jesus. had Madonna's publicist. How can me, sitting home at Meadville, Pennsylvania, the hard part for me was, though, is that I lost my agent. I lost my manager. Um, they all dropped you over that? I had to leave Jonathan. Jonathan, I had to leave because he could have given me a heads up to Jim's podcast, right? Um, my agent did drop me over that. Um, at the time, Kurt Metzger, and we've since talked about it, but he was like our head writer. He was going crazy writing stuff about me. He And it wasn't true. And he, somebody did a fake account as him and put my son's school address. So I had to go get my kid out of school because someone was, came to the school to try to get him, saying that I sent him. It was crazy, crazy stuff. And the only thing that saved me was about day five, all of a sudden a video came out that showed everything even worse than I even knew, you yeah. know, with, and... Yeah, there's a lot of examples. That video went uh, everywhere. And it was like uh, the original joke and then Amy doing a very similar version to that joke. Yeah, it was. The hard part was is that I didn't, it truly, truly, truly wasn't personal. But it became personal on me when people were like, I was, I'm just jealous, uh, whatever they were saying. And it's just not who, I worked hard for 20 years. I kept my mouth shut. I just kept my head down. You know, that's how I met you yeah. because I was listening to the show and you guys were cracking on me and I called in and I'm like, all right, you're right, but I still love you. Yeah, and yeah. that's how, <laughs> you know, right? right? Like, I mean, I pulled over on the side of Route 80. I was just, I'm going, wait a second. What were we doing this. again? Can you please refresh my memory? I think I Because I loved, I used to love when people would call us out. Uh, yeah, you know, cause we, I am, right? and you were listening to us, I guess, trash you, but what were we, what were we trashing that's you like about? Comedy do you remember? Central used to do that, that whole BS, um, uh, they'd play your special and people would vote for it. And you guys were like, how did she even get on this thing? <laughs> and, and, and I called you and I'm like, look, I don't know. Cause I, maybe cause I just came off of a show where yeah. they voted for me. <laughs> right, right. So people want to vote for me. That's why, you know, somebody was like, they, she bought votes. And that's one of the things Metzger said. And I never bought votes. Yeah. I did send an email out to all my, but I had an 80,000 person email list yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah. Cause I was on a show that had 18 million viewers. Wow. So uh, yeah, what's that going to do me? I also had a probably. 50,000 MySpace followers back in the day, you yeah, know? But yeah. but the funny thing is, you called us out on us trashing you, and I instantly fell in love with you. I'm like, all right, Tammy's yeah. very cool. And then we you. became friends ever since, and you ended up doing the show over the years. So, yeah. But I have an apology, believe it or not. Why? For what? But, so the Amy Schumer thing. And it always bothered me because I I believed you, hook, line, and sinker. And I, I, I knew Amy uh, before she you know, became massively huge. And she was actually friends with my wife. So I, I, I had that going on. Then uh, Jimmy, uh, Jim Norton insisted 
you know, th- that he needed to uh, defend Amy Schumer. And I'm looking at him like, man, you know these jokes are, t- are too close and too similar, right? And I don't know what the, why, but when you called in that day and Jimmy was basically, you know, turning you and basically saying, come on, Tammy, you know, yeah. you know, all that stuff. You could go back and listen to it. If you listen to that segment and you said you did recently, my mouth is shut. I know. And, 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 and was sticking out for you. weren't yelling. Yeah. You no, were my mouth was shut. And, yeah. and it always bothered me because I knew in my heart that you were right in this instance. Oh. And I did not speak up. And it's one of the few regrets I have in my entire career. That's oh. why I wanted to talk to you today. To really? look at you in the eye and say, I bl- but I blew it that day because I'm like, man, I know this is too similar. And I know, you know, Tammy wouldn't like start trouble like this unless it was important to her. And I sat there like a lump because I, I guess because I, I, I followed Jimmy's lead and, you know, you Jimmy and Amy were really people. tight. And, uh, you know, and, and I had, like I said, I kind of knew Amy before that with my wife and all that. I mean, the fact is, as soon as Amy became, you know, massively huge, she dropped my wife like nothing. Well, like nothing. Yeah. And then she would still come into the show and she would be like, oh, and, you know, tell blah. I, I said, yeah, I said hi. And I, I, I would look at her like she did nothing to you. You text her and say hi. You know, why, why did you just flat out blow her off just because you started getting some real fame? See, and we weren't friends, but I didn't have anything against her. You know what I mean? And that's when, when she was on, on Jim's thing saying, I don't even know her. What are you talking about? The exact jokes from the time period that you are using are when you yeah. open for me. So how can you say? And I'll tell you the truth. Honest to God, I don't know who smokes weed. I don't know who has repressed memory. I'm so old now, I'm afraid to tell any joke because I don't know that it's back there. There are only seven jokes in the whole world. I get that. I'm not stupid. But I just, that whole thing, I didn't think that it was going to be such a controversy. It wasn't yeah. supposed to be a Carlos Mencia yeah, kind yeah. of thing. I wasn't going after somebody. Yeah. But it's like, come on, man. We see this. Let's call it what it is. Rich stuck up for me that day. Um, what did Rich say? I don't remember. Rich is like, uh, uh, I know that Tammy's an honest person because she and my wife had some issues when they did that TV show and she called Bonnie up and said, Hey, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry that that happened. And we've been friends ever since. Yeah. And that was kind of, you know, a lot of people were, thank you for your apology. It means a lot. I could literally almost cry and I don't, um, no, because I usually have the balls to to try to say what what's up, but for, for whatever reason that day I shut my stupid trap, and I'm sitting there going, "Man, this doesn't feel right." Tammy's right in this situation, and Jimmy's going in hard because he's protecting Amy, probably because he's hoping Amy's going to give him something, you know, off of her fame. Who knows? Who knows what? Who knows what his motive was? But him being a comic, he knew damn well too that it was way too close. Uh, you know, the the jokes from you, from uh, Madigan, from Lieberman, from Patrice O'Neill. And then that video came out, which had Blew many, many, away, right? many, many examples. Blew us all away. The hard part was, though, is not you were your situation was like most people's. And I can't tell you how many people I would run into and they'd say, I'm sorry, I didn't say anything. Or, you know, you were right. And but. But it wasn't about me. Like, I couldn't... She kept saying I was starting it. How did someone start something from fourth place? Yeah. I did start it with my... I did... I do have a big mouth, and I did say it the hardest, but yeah. that's who I am. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm a... But I'm a right... I was also sticking up for my friend. Kathleen was my best friend at the time. And she didn't want anything to do with it. I remember that. But I uh, I just remembered your voice on the phone, and you were starting to 
you started to sound uh, a bit defeated and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there like, fuck, this isn't right. And then, you know, after you hung up, I'm like, why the fuck didn't I at least give my two cents on this? Yeah. Well, at least you gave me a forum to people, for people to remember that I wasn't just trying to be some jealous bitch. This wasn't, comedy has never been, I'm not a chick. Like I'm a girl, I'm a woman. I have those things. But if I had a chick mentality, I think that's one of the things, quite frankly, for me, that makes I love stand up, but the business I don't like anymore because this influx of beauty pageant mentality, whether it's male or female, has really, really just that once that happened, that broke me with that. I don't I don't care how many followers I have. I don't care. I don't like the current state of show business that, you know, People are become famous because they're hashtags, yeah. not necessarily their talent. Or I don't like that you have to be popular. You have to be you and the Kardashians, or you and and this one. And you're the not. Kardashians drive me insane. I don't even. Bo- they don't bother me as much as it drives I don't get me insane. It. And I'll tell you because they sit around on this incredibly popular TV show and they just hang out on their phones. I'm like, what are they, what are they famous? I don't even know what they're famous for. I truly I couldn't tell you. I know. Well, it, it does. I mean, they're famous because they're pieces of ass, right? They're Is gorgeous. That, and, and they have no problem confronting each other, I guess. So that, that maybe that plays into it. But in general, I'm like, why are they so fucking famous? And then there's, then there's hundreds of people like the Kardashians right behind them that are famous for I don't know what. Them, at least, they have a amazing story like you once once bruce became caitlin i was like of course they should have always had a reality show bravo to ryan seacrest for seeing it you know like he picked the right family it's no walton's mountain anymore well i'm old enough uh, to know how insanely famous and popular bruce jenner was when i was growing up and what drove me nuts about the Kardashians, they would sit around like, oh, shut up, you old man. <laughs> like, I'm like, do you even understand who your father is? He was he was pretty much the most famous person in the world for a few years there. Right. Well, they probably saw him putting his lipstick on and stuff. Yeah, so they were, right? Like, you know, you know how you are with your dad. It's always something. Listen to me. I am in the worst place ever because – and you're kind of there. I don't, my kid is 11 and my parents are in their 70s. I'm taking care of Everybody. And by the way, I saw all that stuff happens with Amy. And then that summer, my my husband has a stroke. Jesus. Right. So it was like a crazy thing. So I think, though, all that, you know, like all that breakdown of stuff just made me better on stage because, like, it wasn't my priority anymore. Right, right. Is like, your husband doing all right? I haven't seen him in a few. Speaks a little bit crooked. He does. Yeah, but he's all right. You wouldn't notice it. You guys think you would. Right. You know, but, but you still notice it. Did he come back uh, a lot from the stroke? And, and how bad was it at first? It was pretty bad at first. Like, I, we have a mechanic's garage, and I go in and work there a couple days a week. That's how, like... Wait, was, you could change oil and shit? No, 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 no. I'm oh, fine. okay. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I don't know anything about pause attraction. Like, Marissa Tomei, pause, you know, but... I just try to help them out with that. I know it's weird. My real life has become better than any sitcom I ever pitched. Yeah, but right. I would, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd subject. Would you subject your kids to all the chaos that you went through when you were at the height of that part of your career? Well, when I was at the height of my career, I was lucky that I didn't really have Twitter and social media. 
So yeah, you didn't, well, ha- you didn't have to deal. You didn't have to deal with all the assholes. You yeah. know, if they wanted to get a hold of you, they had to like write the radio station. Yeah. And then email started, so they started to, you know, um, were able to get to you. But nowadays, wow, that social media is rough for for pretty much everyone. What do you think of the political correctness out there? It's it's insane. The one thing about your profession that that is driving me kind of crazy is that you guys are going after each other now. Yeah, well, not. It's hard for me. I. It's say one I thing to go now. after a fellow comic because they they are possibly taking some of your shit. There were rules. But but now they're they're basically saying, oh, what you just did is not funny. That type of shit. Right. right. And like that was rules. Just to put a pin in that, I bounced back. It took a long time. I have another agent and a manager, and to have an agent and a manager at this point in my career. Is amazing. You gotta remember, I'm an old lady compared to all these kids, right? So it's all good. It all bounced back. It all works. Um, and I don't wish any will ill will on Amy yeah, or good, anything good, else. Yeah. It is funny that um, she and her husband got married on my and my husband's anniversary. So <laughs> she couldn't even get that on her own. But okay. Um, That's a joke, people. It's a although, joke. Although it is true. It but. is funny. It's <laughs> right. just funny. Right. It's just funny. Irony. I decided. I went solo on everything and look this is especially think about it my husband got sick so i have to take care of all of us so i had to just i ate all that humble pie and i made myself go out and book myself and then i believed in myself i went out and i made my own special and i tried to sell that and then those kind of things happened and so then i ran into people and people that i had went out of my way to stick up for in situations like Dan Whitney, Larry the Cable Guy, right? What happened with him? I don't even know. I was on some one of your podcasts, David Cross. I mean, not podcast, one of your shows, David Cross was there and saying stuff. And um, I was sticking up for him, and he ended up having a record label, and he put me on his label. And I did an album, and then his manager, we'd been working so much, I just, we started to work together. And then I booked all these theaters, and... A couple of agents heard about it, and I had a little bit of a back and forth with a couple. But you just have to work your way through the darkness yeah. without anybody's help yeah. and and readjust. I'm not looking to be famous. I, that's, I don't know that I ever was. Well, you've nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that wonderful? It's perfect. But that's once that changes, once you realize that, look, I just want to make a good living, and I need enough people to know me. Yeah. So, But the funny thing about being funny is I can't stand what people will say that's not funny because now you've taken it from someone else you don't have to find me funny I say it in my shows now I don't if you don't like me don't come back next time right. I, I, I appreciate you coming this time but don't why waste your time and mine yeah you yeah. know like if you like me come back with four of your like-minded right. friends but you need to make somebody yeah, somebody has to make you laugh. Right. So you can't say that someone's not funny. Well, it's these it. people that they don't find a joke funny because maybe it, it hits too close to home. So now they want to get the word out that no one should enjoy that type of humor. That drives me nuts. Right. Well, remember when we used to use the things that were – that was ice, by I the know. way. If anybody here is um, the, the it's polar ice caps. We're actually <laughs> doing this from a glacier. Um I do remember, like, when people used to use what <laughs> like was that. wrong with them. Yeah. And that's how they would. Yeah. So that that's half the Italian culture, you know, that they would call. I was Toucan Sam. Right. 
sometimes because of my big nose. You know what I mean? Like, now you can't say, oh, my gosh, you're going to hurt someone's feelings if you say anything about big noses. Well, I have one. Well, how am I allowed to say it? Am I at least allowed to still say that if I have what I'm making fun of? Yes, and you can't. But that's not even good enough. No, and, and people are so scared by certain words. Race, you can't say anything any pertaining to any kind of... I said something once about something silly Oprah did, and someone said to me, how do you, dare you comment on a black woman? And I was like, okay, I, I've learned I'm not even going to touch that. I'm talking about Oprah. Yeah. I felt like she transcended right. gender and race, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. You can't even – Well, yeah. it's all bullshit because they, they don't even really care that much. They're just trying to get points for their, quote, you know, tribe. You know what I mean? Everyone's trying to, to build up their own status. I don't do know they- that that's the word I would be using right now. Why? Because I'm, I'm oh, just, you word. said black? Any word. No, any word. Oh, just any word in any general. Word, yeah. Well, no, everyone has their yeah. group that they want to impress. Right. So they're not even really offended, but they'll uh, people will search all day like, oh, Tammy did this. I could get points if I bring this up with my people or, yeah. or my group, let's say, my community. Everyone wants to be in a community. But do they, are they truly offended in the end? I, I, I don't think so, man, because they just move on to the next thing. Well, I, I learned that. I mean, if we circle the whole thing, like the, this whole thing is about having something and then having it broken down, really, um, people do move on. You're the only one who holds it. Right. You know, I went out of my way to not talk to anybody but you guys and Jenny McCarthy, and it didn't do any good. I, I thought people will at least see I'm not using it for publicity. Now there's a million people who use horrible things for yeah. publicity. You can't hashtag me too and then – have a naked picture of your like you're showing. I'm not saying that you. Wait, what's that about? There was this whole like the whole Alyssa Milano going nutso thing. Like, does that bother you? How much she's kind of went nutso because she used to be so hot. Yeah, of course. Like when you, because I think she's full of shit too. They're all so crazy. I think. I think. I think there are so many people out there full of shit on both sides. By the way, of course. I my my whole thing. It, like, if I could pick a side, I'd be way better off. You know, but I go after Trump, but then I go after all the Democrats that are trying to be the next president. I think they're all full of shit and, and garbage. I really do. So I piss off the Democrats and I piss off the Republicans. Oh, I think I and I think if that. I just picked one, at least one side, I could get I, get I could get that side to at least support some of the things I do. Well, I think we've lost common sense. Just tonight for this this uh, this show, I because the president is here, I tweeted out. I was like, uh a, at real Donald Trump, why don't you come to my show tonight? Here we're in the Hamptons together. I'll save you a seat. I figured that's going to piss off some people. Uh, you know, the, the people who like him are going to be happy I invited him. Yeah. And people who don't like him be like, why did you invite yeah. him? But I'm like, well, hey, I invited a president to a theater. The rest's on you. If your job is to make fun of things and hopefully make people laugh, there's a lot of material there with Trump. How it is so you- easy. So if I take a shot at Trump on Twitter or something, the first thing you'll see is, you're, I always knew you were a libtard. How about I was just trying to you know, make a joke and have some fun? And then I, I will write some of these people back and go, but you're going to ignore the, all the times I went after Hillary or Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or lately I go after Elizabeth Warren because I feel like she has fleas. <laughs> uh, you know, and Bernie Sanders and the rest of them. But you ignore, you ignore that, right? But as soon as I make fun of your guy, you cannot take it. And now all of a sudden I'm a libtard? What, what are you talking? about I, I, I don't 
I don't respect either side, so I just try to find the you know the the, the nonsense on both sides, and and then I hopefully you know come up with something that people like or 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 find funny. I don't know. They're just ruining everything. Like I don't know what's left for our kids. Like the generation where you can't make jokes over this, you can't make jokes over that. There's no. I don't know how you figure out how you flirt. Like I love my husband, but I I wouldn't divorce him just because I couldn't figure out. I couldn't navigate these waters at all. I don't understand any of it. Yeah. You know, but people, I don't think they do either, by the way. No. I think people just kind of dilly-dally and go back and forth, and everybody's so wishy-washy. I always thought there was a time that people could take jokes about uh, their side, meaning their political side. And the more I think about it, and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, I think Johnny Carson had it right. You didn't know which side he fell on. Right. And he was smart because he knew. He knew if he took shots at the president, you know, well, shoot, I don't even remember the, I don't even know the players anymore. But he knew to to make sure people really weren't sure what side he was on. But that's how because we want he was, it to be. Because he was scared if he, you know, if he took uh, shots at just the one side, then the other side would get all, you know, sorts of pissed off. But nowadays in late night TV, they only make fun of the one side. That drives me that's nuts. That's not fair. That, that drives me nuts. And if you're like, you're someone like me who I really, I sound like I'm the same way as you. Like, I, I just want to be somebody, I want it to be someone who's smart. I want it to be someone who gets it, someone I trust. It's politics. I don't know that we're going to get any of that ever. Right. You know? And that used to be the thing. It used to be us against them. Right? Now we've divided everything. It was always the people against the politicians yeah now they want to pretend that they're part of us and everything else and it ruins the joke yeah it ruins the joke and you can't you have to be able to joke about people people joked about kings and queens for centuries yeah you know that's i also hate that they comedy is now in snippets it was never meant to be consumed in 30 second clips if you take a 30 second clip off of me i might offend who knows this one this one or this one if I talk about my husband, I say he's the hot kid from the slow class, right? All right, but <laughs> right, but if you hear me talk about him, you see how much I love him, yeah, and then course. I make fun of myself yeah, and everybody yeah. else. But just on that, you could start a hashtag protest, march, right? Right. You know. Yeah. Just to finish up on the politics too, we're we're stronger together than apart, and you got two sides that want to convince the other side uh, that their way is the way to go, and it's never going to happen. And they're all you're dummies. not going to you're not going to you're not going to turn fifty percent of the population to now believe what in what you believe in. And America was always great because we worked together. We had our differences, but at least we 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 found more common ground. And nowadays, we don't want. We don't want to find that common ground anymore at all. We'll just attack, attack, attack. And both sides want the other side to com- completely uh, be in agreement with, with, with uh, their agenda. Friends are falling apart from each other over politics. Family. Family, everything. I wouldn't ask these people what I should do, whether who I should take a loan with, whether I should move to this part of town. I don't ask them for anything. I'm not going to ask you how I should feel politically. Right. I just want you to come over and have some pizza with me and watch the game. Yeah. When we have family over, we quickly uh, turn the channel to cartoons. (laughs) Isn't that funny? I literally have to – my parents – it's funny to that generation. I can't take them in public. Yeah. Because immediately they'll start talking about something loud. And we live in a small town, and it's a small town. Everybody kind of knows me and – and it's not just because it's on TV. It's it's small town, and yeah. I'm a big mouth in a town, right? 
14,000 people in that town. And I'm like, Ma, I don't want people to think that this is how I think because you guys are. T- I, I, we're entitled to our opinions, Tammy. I, yes, you are, but I'm paying for Red Lobster. So shut up. Yeah. And eat here. <laughs> yeah, politics are ripping families apart. Just go on Facebook. You see it, right? Yeah, for sure. I don't. My, my husband goes crazy. He's a little bit too far on, on one side for me. Um, but somebody said to me, doesn't that drive you nuts? And I go, He's talking about politics. Do you know this guy? This guy's never talked about anything other than what kind of hairspray you use to make your hair hold back or or, or speaker system. The fact that he's talking about politics is interesting to me. Did he jump too far into it? He yeah. did. Yeah, but, yeah. you know. But the the political correctness and all that, how how do you think that's going to play out eventually? Because I, I worry about uh, stand-up. It seems like there's less and less things that you guys are able to do. Like, they're, they're taking words away from you, topics away from you. Your fellow comics are attacking you. Yeah. Not you. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. uh, comedians in general. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's because comedy has become too individualized. Even though it always was you were by yourself, it's not a team sport. We were a team in the back of the club. Right. And now there's no respect for the old guard. And what I think is that a lot of the comics who call themselves comics will probably fade away after a while. And the people who know how to entertain will continue to work. But the mass is thinking you have an edgy joke in a comedy club. That means that's how you think. Like some somewhere along the way, these people f- forgot that this person is just trying to make you laugh and forget about your life for an hour or two. You know, yeah. so sometimes it's just a joke. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they believe in this topic. Absolutely, sometimes it's just a joke, and but it's very it's going to become very niche. It's just going to be just like when you turn on, uh, you know, the radio. There's country, and there's everybody's going to have their own form of comedy. And that's how you'll know. That's why I really don't think it's for everybody. Wow. Because I think you could you could joke about a very serious topic and also take that serious topic very seriously. Mm-hmm. Hey. It, uh, oh, no, uh, Patrice O'Neill was the first person that taught me that a, a million years ago. Yeah. He could joke about rape, let's say, but also realize how serious that is. It's two different fucking things. Right. Well, listen – because because your job as a your job as a stand up is to you know to take the piss out of some of this stuff right so we don't take ourselves uh, yeah, don't so we seriously all think that Lenny Bruce re- revolutionized comedy why because he stopped with the hey take my wife please things yeah. and really talked about life talked about topics. real shit right I, I've I've tried to get into Lenny Bruce my entire life but that whole daddy o Right, I know. Speak. I didn't like the cool cat kind of thing. The cool right. cat, daddy oh, this and that, yeah. and all the jazz lingo and all that stuff he used. I was always lost trying to you know, follow his stuff. What about Bill Hicks? Uh, Bill Hicks is one of my favorites. Yeah. I loved Bill Hicks because I found him when I became a comic. When I was a kid, for me, it was Eddie Murphy. I know every joke. That's why I'm so excited over this Netflix thing. Yeah. But I'm worried for him only because the audience is different now. You know, I hope they don't tear oh, him down. Oh, he's going to crush. And and what, Netflix paid him $70 million? Is that true? I don't know if it's true, but I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. No, Eddie Murphy's going to come back and destroy. If there's anybody who deserves $70 million, it's Eddie Murphy. Maybe he's going to be this, the wave that shakes the tree that really puts real comics. Like, yeah. you're going to see the difference. Right. That's a real comic. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are talking about, is he going to be as funny? Yeah, he's going to be as funny. 
is the audience stupider sometimes? Maybe, but maybe we just want to see. Like, I want to feel good about myself. Well, us older people want to see what Eddie Murphy still has, right? I cannot wait for this. Well, how's Jenny McCarthy? I haven't talked to her for a while, but she was great. She was loyal to me. Yeah. Those are one of those people. I will never say anything bad about her. Alta, and she really, uh, it was cool. She, she really, and she gets me tickets for. Uh, uh, new kids on the block. Whenever I want, so ew! You don't I love. Come they're on, they're great. Come on. Let me tell you something. That's what it. That's what I'm talking. about. You don't about have to kiss her ass that much. I'm not talking about that. I'm kidding. I'm talking about music and jokes and co- laughter takes you to a time when you can laugh. Yeah. So when, like, right now when I'm doing my set and I talk about a lot of stuff growing up, which is not, it's not the newest topic in the world. Okay, my family was similar to some people. Some stuff was different, but people want to feel. A time when they were happy, right? You know, yeah, yeah, that and, makes I, sense. and that's what all those concerts coming back. People, that's why they're remaking every movie ever. Well, it, it just came out they're going to remake Home Alone. Stop it! Is that when they had Macaulay Culkin on the what's he got the heroin addiction? <laughs> and he's trying to break in. Now? I don't know. I think I think he's healthy finally. He he looks like he actually gained a few uh, pounds back. But he made fun of the fact that you know. He got the news that they were making the Home Alone movies again, and he and he tweeted out something like, "Disney, call me." Yeah, well, it wouldn't. <laughs> They're not work. calling him. It, Maybe they'll have him as a cameo or something in some weird, you know, all of a sudden he'll pop up. But. They can make it, but the end scene's going to change because when they finally make it home to Kevin, DCF is going to show up because they left him at home. <laughs> right. It's going to show him in a foster care system. There's no way. Well, the, the Home Alone movie where they're in um, Paris. Right, they left him. They left and, the country. And you know, my son's watching the movie, and I try to explain to him he's only nine. I'm like, "Yeah, this isn't believable because you know she's just not upset enough, right? You know, and she's still kind of almost enjoying Paris. Like, oh, I guess they'll figure it out back home. Let's go get a baguette." Well, he's handled it twice. I don't know what you wanted, Hope. He's done it twice. Yeah. Two different other movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's proved it. I'm, I'm like, at some point, that kid's got it. They should do one now, and he should. Be, he's probably a shooter somewhere because right. he's been left back so many times. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, how's, how's your son? How, how is it uh, raising him? He's about eleven now, huh? Yeah, he's good and he's smart and he's funny and he gets it. And it's hard though because he's starting to get that little bit. Like if I get angry over something. Come on, mom. It's okay. It's okay. Like he's at that stage where he's smarter than me. Yeah, you know, and it's it's kind of cool. Oh, you got one of those too. He's really smart. My than me. my son's running the house already. He's nine. I'm like, holy crap. All my his logic is through the right? roof. Right. That's it. All like all of my idiosyncrasies that are immature. Yeah. Let's just say. I mean, we grew up in a very immature business, yeah. so I was allowed. To be, and I don't think I grew up until I had him, really, yeah. right? So, but he's matured faster than me. Yes. And it's so crazy. I think kids in general uh, mature faster these days, right? But he looks at me like, oh, dad. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the kid in this family at this point. Yeah, I started, I wrote a joke about this. I'm not, like, trying to tell you a joke. But he solved the Rubik's Cube. Really? And it was like no big deal. And I was, like, going crazy. I would call my mother. I'm like, he saw the Rubik's Cube. I called my best friend. And he's like, you never did that? And I'm like, not for real. Like, yeah. we, we used to lie and fake and buy new ones and peel stickers and break it apart and try right, to put right. it back together. No. We, I did all that. Right. 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 No. Not, you know, and it was just like, ah, okay, yeah. well, all right. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we let him on his iPad a little too much. Do you do the iPad thing? Sure, yeah. And he's a little bit older now. Like, this is the past year we started to let him 
um, talk to people through Xbox, but only his friends. Right. Like, I want him to be able to participate without... I still want to keep a little bit of that innocence for sure. as long as I can. Oh, that's almost impossible I'm in this day and age. I'm hyper-vigilant, hyper-protective over him. I mean, probably too much so. Like, we, we just had a conversation where he's like, Mom, in public, it's okay if I use the women's, I mean, the men's restroom now. Because I was always afraid of perverts, you know? Of like, course. You know, like I, and you're walking, a little boy's walking in right. a men's room with a guy already with his penis out. He's yeah. halfway there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, like, right. like, it's already there, like, you know? Well, my kid's nine. There's no way that's happening anytime soon. No way. Just this year. Just we literally. Good for you. Yeah, I said, well, fine, we'll go to a family. Or I'll go in the men's room. Right. What's what's the difference? I'm when, not doing that. When you become a father and you walk around New York City, I know all the creeps now. Isn't that crazy? I, there's something that I'm like, oh, my God, you're a creep. I've seen you for <laughs> years before I had kids. Holy – you just could see them. Think about all our friends, quote, unquote, that are just complete creeps, yeah. that are like – that are weirdos that you would never leave your child with. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, my mother-in-law told me uh, – there was a, there were a couple people in my life, and she said, "Don't ever leave that person with your kids ever." Oh, she came straight out and ever. told you. Ever, yes. The good news is you have to have a team on that. I hope you and your wife are probably the same. Yeah. Right? My husband and I are the same. Like we don't, you know, we're both on it. I mean, I even went and got a gun. I'm not a gun person, but I'm like. I need to have this in my house to protect my kid. Right. Like, you know, it's not even about me. Right. It's, it's locked up, by the way. Anybody's going to go crazy. Yeah. It's locked up. It's a fingerprint. It only opens up for mine or my husband. My kid can't get to it. It's not going to, you I, know, I'm, but. I'm like most people. I want everyone else to not have a gun, and I, I want to, you know, keep mine. It's just the house. I'm not <laughs> carrying it around. That's right. Well, I, I literally. The gun issue in this country is insane. I know. And Walmart I, just banned uh, violent video game displays. Yeah. Like, that's going to take care of the issue. Like, it's insane. And, and, and then the other side is like, look, I think we, we need to do something, but uh, – there are more guns in America now than people. I think that I think that boat left a long time ago, unfortunately. Well, that's kind of what happened to me. I never I'm, had anything. I had a I had a switchblade that DC Benny bought me right. <laughs> right next to my bed. I had BB guns, like an air pellet thing. Yeah. And of course baseball bat and my husband has a sword, like a katana, yeah, yeah. right? And I go, What good do you think this is gonna do us? Like all this is gonna do is distract for about thirty seconds. Yeah. Until you get, like, it's going to stave off death for 30 right. seconds. You have to have something. You think people are intelligent, but then they're like, they they want to just ignore, like, basic facts. It's like, no, it's, the problem is uh, mentally ill people in America. Well, the, the yeah, that's part of the it problem. Is. But also, there the, one of the problems is we have so many goddamn guns in America. That's another problem. And right. to, to ignore that is ridiculous. The one thing I don't think is a problem is violent video games. I really don't because every country in the world has violent video games and they don't have the same issues as America. And I, I'll go even as far to say that uh, violent video games, I think it's a way where people do let off steam. You know what I mean? They let I off steam by playing some of these games. But to to focus on mental illness and violent video games and ignore the fact that we have so many fucking guns in America, it's it's just we're 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 all just lying to each other. Well, it all, I think it all also goes to who's raising the kids. I have conversations with my kid. My parents never talk to us about anything. 
I always say that the only people who talked to us were the people at the ABC after school special, oh, right? Yeah, right? Right? So, but no one talks to kids about stuff, then it becomes a problem no matter who you are, whether it's violent video games, whether out in the back cutting squirrels up, whatever. If you don't talk to your kid and you don't and you don't figure out what's going on, I know everything in my kid's room. Yeah. If he shows up with a new pair of socks. Yeah. We just had this conversation too. He's got he's eleven. That's sixth grade. I try to give him his privacy, but I also am gonna fact check it. Okay. So I was in his uh looking in his uh texts and he was like mom those are my texts and i go oh no no this is my phone this is my i'm gonna look you can as long as it's appropriate we don't have a problem you know although he's probably smart enough to delete anything inappropriate by the way oh they know you know they're way smarter than oh with the technology yeah please my mother used to breathe on the phone you never heard your mother breathing on the phone when you're having a conversation you could just hear breathing for the longest time my my brothers and sisters had no idea that their kids could possibly have fake instagram accounts that's hysterical (laughs) they had no idea i'm like it's so obvious it's so obvious because it because their their public Instagram account would be pristine and the perfect Beautiful. the perfect daughter or the perfect son, and then let's just say one of my either nieces or nephews let us in on the fact like oh no this is what we do man we have one for the public and then we have our actual Instagram that's hysterical did and you our parents have no idea and I think you... I think they're onto it now finally you didn't tell no no I didn't. Because they were kind of at that age where it's like, you know what I mean? It it was no harm, no foul. But how far in would you go? Like, I have a friend that put a GPS on their kid's car. And the kid's a really good kid. Like, she never has done anything wrong. But they put a GPS because just in case they wanted to be able to I think at this point, um, all is fair game. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's my phone. Can I shut it off? Can you pause? Well, see see who it is, man. Oh, it's my son. Is it really? I'm going to put him on speed. All right. Hey, bud, I'm doing a podcast. What are you doing? Can you watch what? Water, boy? You can watch whatever. You, it's okay. Thank you for calling me. I appreciate it. I love you. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just text me what you meant, though. I did. What's the word? What's the What's the show you're trying to watch? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, of course you can watch it. Now you can. Thank you very much, and thank you for calling to ask if you can watch it. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, wait, is this on air? Not yet, but it will be. Okay. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> is this on air? <laughs> okay. I so, do that, but I like the I like that because that's what my son asks us everything, and we try to have that open, honest conversation with him. I know things are going to change when he gets older. I get it, but at least we're trying to. Lay down some basic, uh, you know, uh, uh, groundwork here or foundation, and hopefully, hopefully, as he gets older and, and into some things, that he feels like he could come to us. Hopefully, I, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm hoping. I don't know do if that. it's possible, but we'll see. But so far, he he'll, same thing with him. Can I go on my iPad? Can I do this? Can I play this? And and most of the time, me and my wife say yes. You know, so well, and that so uh, Waterboy. I love Adam Sandler, yeah. but not all of his. Films. He didn't make those films for eleven-year-old boys, or, right. or you know, at the time they were nine or ten, right, right, like right. when we talked to him before. And I kept saying there are things that I can't wait to share some of these with you. But I also got completely flabbergasted sometimes. One one time we were watching Animal House. Probably was eight. I don't remember Animal House be, being all having all these dirty scenes. Yeah. 
Because I didn't see it at the movie theater. Right. I saw it on television. Oh, when they cut everything out. And I didn't know things were cut out. So, and like they don't have, they should show those movies. You should have an option right. to get those movies yeah. edited for children, well, edited for television. You yeah, know? back then our comedies were really dirty. And yeah. there was a lot of nudity in them. Yeah, well, right? and there's a whole rape thing in, in Animal House. Yeah. So, on the football field. Yeah. Or no, in, no, the girl was 12 or something, yeah, she right? she was underage, and well, they yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah. no big deal. Yeah, and they just laughed at it, yeah, right? And yeah. the, the big deal was she stuffed. Yeah. Because she wasn't old enough to have boobs, Yeah, exactly. Right? But, so it's cool that he asks, it's cool that he calls. The funny part is, is that he's staying with my two brother-in-laws who are from Brooklyn, who everything they've been talking about all day long is way dirtier than any Adam Sandler <laughs> movie like ever. This, this is his safe space. <laughs> He's better off watching That's Waterboy. probably right. every you can watch anything right there. I know. I know you're gonna get ready for your show soon, but uh, can you talk about the Harvey Weinstein thing? Oh yeah. Okay. So, long story is that short is that I used to be a regular at the comedy store. And one night I was in the main room, and this uh, this guy was heckling people on stage. This kind of fat guy, and he had shorts on, and he just he was just eating. He looked like a you know he did. He looked like a slob, you know. And uh, I went over because he was picking on my friends on, on stage. And uh, I was like, hey, shh, shh, come on, keep it down. And uh, he was, he, as I went to walk away, he grabbed my ass. Wow. So the one place that I, you can't do that to me for sure is where those guys, I mean, I had some friends there, some of those doormen, they'd have knocked you out for a sandwich, you know? Yeah. So I went and told this guy, Fat James, God rest his soul, and a couple guys, and they threw this guy out. And they, they had fun because they could never throw anybody out anyway. And um, turns out uh, this guy starts sending me these emails from fuckity. He, it was, he called me Cunty Cuntinstein or something. And I, I fuckity fucked up my career, uh, that he was powerful and he would make sure that I never did anything. And I, and I never really knew who it was until a couple months later. Well, my manager found out who it was and I put those emails away and it was no big deal. And then a just literally. Now, that was, I'm telling you, 2003. Just two months ago, my manager died, and I was going through some old emails just trying to, you know, be sad and relive some things. And and my manager sent me a thing that said, can you believe that Harvey Weinstein? Don't worry. He won't do anything to your career. We're not filming movies anyway. Wow. Yeah. I Fuck don't even know what to say to that. I know. I wish I would have known. I could have. I could have jumped in. I could have brought my career back way faster if I'd have jumped right in on that bandwagon. <laughs> Here I thought all this other. I couldn't have more things telling me this isn't the career for me, right? I couldn't have more big bullets that I'm dodging and still standing like a dumb marionette over here. Hey, hey we could tell jokes. I'm still telling jokes. Oh wow, that's unbelievable, yeah. man. So you still like doing comedy? I do. Yeah, and, and the so travel and all that. More, no. Why more so than ever? Uh, for me, I need to laugh more. I have a crazy life right now, so I need to laugh more than ever. So if I'm making other people laugh, I'm having a good time. I no longer check out. Yeah. I used to like get on stage and check out and go on autopilot. 
I really am fully present every show. Nice. Yeah, I think it's fun. I understand that, actually. Right? Yes. I know you do. I know you do. Because yeah. only someone who's been broken can get it. Yeah, I, I lost everything, and I thought it was going to be the worst thing in the world, and then I realized it was pretty much the best thing that ever happened to me, career-wise. Right. You didn't lose your wife. You didn't lose your family. You, like, you still... it. Money changes, but money changes for everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you go back and you figure it out, and then your audience finds you. As I said, it's a right. niche thing. Right. I took my uh, my young daughter to the ER last night, speaking of money. Oh, no. She woke up, 102, 103 fever, really bad sore throat, then a, a bite on her right arm that looked suspicious, like it could have been a tick. Oh, and Lord. then a tick bite leads your imaginations to Lyme disease. Sure. And that's like just hell on earth, so I'm panicking. And then I called a doctor friend of mine, and he's like, get her on the Motrin and the Tylenol. If the temperature drops, you should should be all right. But if it goes back up to 102, 103, then you should take her in. It goes back up to 102, 103 at 9 o'clock last night. I'm not in the city. I'm way out here. So I I take her to uh, uh, a hospital. And then I'm in the ER for three and a half hours last night. And all I needed was a strep, you know, a strep test because I'm thinking she's going to suffer, and the sooner you can get the medication, the better. So we went to the ER. Holy and it's, it's you get more diseases from the ER than you did with it. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then she's crying because now it's been two and a half hours. But there are people pretty much dying all around in the hallway and stuff. Way worse than her. So I know we were uh, knocked down to the lowest priority possible. So then I went to the administrative uh, lady and I said, look, we've been here two and a half hours. I know you're busy. I could see that. Right. But I it's know, not gunshot. I'm like, I know it was stupid that we're in the yard. You know, this probably could have waited to tomorrow and I could have found, you know, an urgent care or something. I go, but if you're going to tell me it's going to be another two hours, we're just leaving. And I think that made her panic. She's like, no, no, we really want to see her. And then she's like, what's her name? I give her name and we go on the computer screen. She's looking at the top of the list. We've been there two and a half hours already. She's looking at the top of the list like, oh, it's got to be one of these two names. And I go, no, it's that. And it's in the middle of the screen, which means it would have easily been another two hours. She goes, let me see what I could do. And so I kind of felt bad, but but my daughter, you know, is everything to me. She's right. almost seven. She's crying. She doesn't understand this. Her throat hurts. She just wants to sleep. Uh, long story short, after I did that, within a half hour, we're out of the hospital. She Isn't that gets crazy? checked. The strep test uh, was fine. Blah blah blah. And then uh, we're doing the paperwork uh, to to leave, and the lady was so cool. But then she goes, "I've never seen a copay this high in my life. Five hundred dollars, and I've health really? insurance just so she could get a strep test at, at at the emergency room." My father's been in the hospital for forty nine days. The the health they have health insurance. They have Medicare. They have all that stuff. They're expecting a thousand dollars a day. That's what the insurance said. Really? That's forty nine thousand. And that's with health insurance. With health insurance. Yeah, that is a ma- I bring it up because it's a major issue in this country. It's insane. And you can't it's fun like you can't I don't know, socialized medicine doesn't work. Right. Because I have friends from Scotland that, you know, found a lump on their ankle on, on a November day and didn't get in until February and by then it was cancer. Wow, yeah. really? So that's the other side of it. Yeah, so I don't know what socialized medicine would do. I don't know, but it's 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 a major problem in this country. We should be revolting over the whole yeah, they you know, health insurance like in they this do. country. Yeah, they they broke down we the telephone thing. Remember when they they broke down the telephone? When they broke down the AT and T and they broke that? Oh, oh yeah, company. oh you mean yeah. break the, break the, the companies? Whole, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what they need to do with these. Because it's all insurance. about profits. 
How now, about- now they just try to find any excuse why they're not going to, you know, help you or, 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 or pay your claim. Yeah, well, how about the fact that my son is 11, we talked about, right? So 11 is is booster shots, right? And I vaccinate them. We're not, I live out in Pennsylvania where Amish people are bringing polio and meningitis to Walmart every Thursday, right. you know? So I, I totally, but the HPV, does he need an HPV? It was originally made for girls. Does a guy need it? At 11, does he need it? It's not a sexually transmitted disease. It's becoming a big thing, though. Right. Where parents are getting their, I think it's mostly sons, right? Well, no, it's supposed to be mostly girls, but now it's for boys, too, right? That's what I mean, because they're getting the throat cancer. Oh, yeah, because of Michael Douglas. Okay, but he's 11. that's a real thing. I know he is. I know, it is a real thing. You can get throat cancer from eating pussy. I know, but he's also 11, by the way. He's also 11. But but they're basically saying the doctor's like he's only a few years away from maybe starting to look at things. Right. So let's uh, let's play it safe. Yes. That's the theory. That's the philosophy there. That's the theory, right? So then you go try to do the research, and all of the, the Gardasil, the... The chemical company that creates it, they're the only ones that is allowing any – do the research. Go on YouTube. They're the only ones that talk about it. So I did find out between 11 and 26 you can get the vaccination. So I'm going to hold off maybe next year so we don't have to have 27 vaccines all right. at the same time. And if we want to revisit it next year. Oh, that's right. You were close with Jenny McCarthy during the whole vaccination thing. Well, that was a smart thing. What she told me – she never said don't vaccinate. I, I don't know what she, anybody else, but... What well, that's what a lot me, of people heard, though, to play the other this. side. But right, I know that. And and maybe I don't, I wasn't around her when all that was going... But what I do know, what she did tell me that was really smart was to spread them out. Yeah. You know, and, and literally my son had two shots the other day. When he was a kid, there were 12. Oh, I know. And we went every single week because I wouldn't let him do 12 at one time. It's not good for your body. But I, I was, my son goes, oh, there's nothing. He peeled the stickers off the Band-Aids off today and there's no mark. I go, I am scarred for life. Do you remember they just shoved that? Yeah. It was like a hot poker. Well, we we all, all have that big we, circle scar yeah. on our arm. It was like, I go, we got branded. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have just regular vaccine. No. I don't even know. And it didn't even come for half of it we've had to have them since right so oh, oh so she never said that not to me i don't know i didn't i wasn't friends with her when that whole big controversy was going on right. but all i had ever heard her say was to spread them out yeah. which makes sense right, right? like oh, absolutely as a parent I, I i i would agree with that so yeah. i'm not educated on the whole jenny mccarthy thing so i'm not going to push you on it well but i know a lot of people really hated on her for that stuff Right, but then also, I guess, you know, look, at the end of the day... Because then next thing you know, like, there's some disease from 1901 coming back because... Yeah, there is, but it's also... There's a lot of... You could could say that... whipping cough. But, but, right, but it's... I blame the Amish. I'm not kidding you. If you've ever... This whole country has these little pockets of Amish that they don't have to pay taxes, they don't have to send their kids to public school, so they have no vaccinations... And yet they're constantly at a Walmart, they're at the hospital, they're at the at the CVS, they're eating in restaurants. It's insane. 
The Amish. It's the Amish. They slide under. No one tries to deport them. Nobody. And that's a safe target because they're not allowed to listen to this stuff. Well, it's a safe target, but they. You never <laughs> I'm know. just kidding. That's because all they have is cheese. But I really don't like them. They're. they're you don't like. Don't you don't like the Amish. <laughs> that's what's happened to me. I really snapped when all that shit went. What did I swear? My love swear. That's all right. Yeah. When all that went down, I think I snapped and started focusing my anger where it's. Needed to be directed at the Amish. The Amish. <laughs> it's really they, the Amish. They're just trying to build a house. Holding me back all this right. time with their monochromatic colored clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's a scam? I do think it's a scam. I don't know what's going on, but they can't possibly think this is the way to, to continue living. The only reason I think it's a scam is because they let them out for that rum springer for a yeah. couple of years. That, and I once had an Amish lady come over and help me clean, uh, and she... It was a young girl, and I had, you know, you have those cameras, nanny cameras when you first have a kid. And I click in on her, and she's on the phone. And I thought, okay, well, I don't know who she's calling. Ha, ha, ha. And then <laughs> let her click back in, and she's still on the phone. Well, apparently, one would go to one house, one would go to that, and they talk all day long on the phone. And they really only worked a couple hours. Right. Yeah. So they were getting around all the, the crap. Yeah, they know how to do all the things. Interesting. No taxes. Pay no taxes. Horse takes a dump right on the road that they're not supposed to be using. I'm a big fan of no taxes because when I was growing up, my dad, you know, like I said, seven, eight, sometimes nine kids, he started his own church. He did? So he uh, could pay less taxes. Oh, that's genius. How great is that? That's I think that I think that's a loophole you can't You're do anymore. Rich Davidian? <laughs> <laughs> my brother told me the name of the church. I, I said it on a past podcast. I don't remember anymore, but... My parents would get really mad if we didn't take the tax exempt uh, uh, um, uh, certificate to the stores to to show we're part of a church, so we're not paying taxes on these brand new sneakers. That's his and if we didn't use the tax exempt form, it was an actual form. We would get in trouble when we got home. Yeah, because who wants to pay seven point six percent tax? Yeah, I, I never used it, and I just said yes. I used it today because it, it was it was so embarrassing in front of your friends. You're pulling out a tax exempt form because you're part of a fake church because your your parents are trying to pay less taxes so they could survive. Right, and what's this was for survival, not they you know. Should have said they were Amish. It would have been better <laughs> yeah, for them. Exactly. You, you have blonde hair and blue eyes. You <laughs> right. could have passed. Yeah, right, right on. <laughs> you could have used the Rum Springer too. By the way, yeah. free cheese. Free cheese. <laughs> well, Tammy, I, I know you got to get ready for a show, but this was awesome, man. We, we, we talked about a lot of things, man. Anything else you want to say? No, I just, I, if people are listening, I never talk about that, 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 that whole, all that stuff. The Schumer thing. Yeah, and I just, I'm, I'm not complaining over it. It's cool, that, but it was important for you and I to have that because you were part of that yeah. process. And I really felt bad I didn't uh, stand up for you. I, I, I knew what you were saying was coming from a, from a good place, and I, 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 I should have taken your side. Uh, I think everybody saw that it wasn't me. Anybody who had half a brain knew that I didn't start it, so who cares? It wasn't but me. you got stuck as the last person in. Yeah. And everyone else tapped out, and you're like, well, but, well, I thought we were doing this together. And, and right. they just turned their backs and went on with their lives for whatever reason. You know, I'm not questioning that. Yeah, I really, I was the getaway driver for sure. That yeah. got, you know, everybody gets off, but I'd still do it in a heartbeat again. I'm not talking about that, but talking about like defending a friend, you know, I, that's the kind of person I, you can't change who you are because other people don't react the way you want them to. Right, right. You know? Yeah, it, it's pretty brave to uh, defend a friend. 
Especially when it's it's gonna hurt your you know your career for a while. Well, like it did. Or who knew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who that's knew? A, that's a good way to end, Tammy Pescatelli. I, I, have a good set tonight at this fine theater. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming out. You're leaving now, right? Hell yeah. I know you are. I, I got a barbecue that I turned on an hour ago. Your toes are out. You can't see And look, my toes look pretty good. Yeah, you have nice feet. You know, and, and look, they're all, look at that from being in the sand wow, all summer. Nice and feet. polished. Look at that. I got young feet. You have young feet. I hate feet. Your feet are not fun. What's worse for me are knees. Knees? Because, listen, I always wear bras to bed because I was worried about gravity with my boobs, but I forgot my knees would fall. (laughs) I know. You got falling knees? Knees fall, yeah. What do you mean they fall? I can't show you right now, but they're dropping. It's a crazy thing. They they look like chin straps. That's what I need. I need chin straps for my knees. Well, your boobs still look great, though. Thanks. Thank you, Hope. (laughs) That's the good news. Maybe they're supposed to drop to cover your kneecaps. That's really how it's supposed to work. For me, it's elbows. You have saggy elbows? I don't know if I do yet, but I, I see it on older people. It drives me nuts. Or, or the, the they don't put any lotion at all, yeah. like for the past 27 yeah. years, yeah. and they just have a big crust. Like, yeah, doesn't yeah. it bother you at all? When you, when you put your elbow on a table and it sparks, doesn't that upset you at all? You know, I digress. It's just, a, it's just a terrible spot on your elbow. It's just dry, hard skin. I hate just getting old in general. It's Do you really? I think I'm okay with it. I'm a. I I, I like the. What's the alternative? You know, I mean, right, ha right. ha. But I just think that I think I'm pulling it off until I see a picture. I wouldn't. I would much rather have gotten old in a no social media. Like I'm gonna go after the show and I'll stand up front if anybody wants to take a picture and we'll take a picture. But of course they're only gonna put the picture that's the best of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well that's yeah, how it works with all of us. I know. But that that's why I don't believe that there's any women's movement. Right. That's because women will only post a picture of themselves that yeah. looks good, not their friends. Yeah. So they don't really support other women. That's all a big right. crock. But that's so funny. I mean, you know, we deal with it more because we have some popularity, but everyone will look at the pictures from a party or something and just stare at themselves and go, oh, that's the one I look best at. And they ignore the fact that people are, you know, have their eyes closed, their yeah. mouth open, yeah. uh, they're picking their nose yeah. in some of the pictures, but you ignore all that because the one you the one picture good. you look good in, that's the one you're going to post on social media and fuck everybody else. Or fake it and, and, and do all those face apps and peel. I don't want to... Some Somebody face apped me and did like really took away everything and I I was like wow I look great yeah. uh but I don't want to disappoint people when they show up and see me because <laughs> that's even worse because then they're like oh my god what has happened to her since the time they took that picture right, right, right. how bad has her life right. been no I, I, you're holding up man Tammy oh, Pescatelli you, you are holding up oh you that you you're broken man. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how we end the OP Radio podcast. Tammy Pescatelli, thank you so much. I am a broken man. You see how I'm... Ow! I sat on this couch too long. I got two herniated discs, and it's acting up a little bit. Speaking of uh, getting old, I'm trying to look cool in front of you as I stand up. You're doing a good job. Oh, my God. That hurts so much. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the OP Radio podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram. Do you want anybody to follow you on anything? Yeah, you know, Instagram, Twitter. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Follow me where or don't. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, it kind of doesn't matter. I'm, I'm posting less. Yeah. Just, but you know what? Come out and buy a ticket if you like it. Right. And, I, and 
and and let you know that you want me back on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, that's all I care about too. Just listen to this podcast. If you like this episode, listen to another one. That's that's more important than that other garbage, right? Agreed. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you. Was that good? I don't know. I nah, felt that like I was sucked. stumbling. It I felt, sucked. No. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it was.